Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic.
regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact us, email rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Or find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. And the network, The Fringe FM, by searching thefringe.fm. And also check out thefringefest.com for the lineup of speakers who will be presenting at the Fringe Fest coming up the weekend of Halloween 2020. Just a couple of weeks and a couple of days left to get your tickets at thefringefest.com. We've been giving away some tickets here on The Secret Teachings, and that will continue tonight. So have the email handy, rdgable at yahoo.com. There's something that I really haven't shared much of on the secret teachings of my personal life. And it's nothing like intimate or weird. It's just something I probably should have been sharing when those things happened. And I might might have mentioned it once or twice, but it kind of sounds kooky. And I am very skeptical of the reasoning and the timing. But some of you know I've lived in, I'm from Florida. I've lived in Boise, Idaho, Tucson, Arizona, Morgantown, West Virginia, and now I live in Bloomfield, New York. I just moved from Rochester a couple of months ago because I just couldn't take the city anymore. It's much better out here in the country. But of all the places I've lived, uh, particularly Boise, Idaho, I've had strange run-ins with... Well, I'm not exactly sure what to call it. Let me explain... What happened a couple of times in Boise, Idaho, I had somebody attempt to break into my apartment, which was on the second floor behind two doors from the outside. And it was the second or third apartment in on the second floor. So it seemed kind of like a random apartment to break into, right? If you were going to break in somewhere. And the first time this happened, this guy tried to climb my balcony And it was like 9 p.m., so it wasn't late at night. I got back from a hockey game. This guy's like trying to climb my balcony. And uh, I go upstairs, and I I yell at the guy. At the time, I didn't have a gun, or I probably would have blown him onto the pavement. But, oh, that's violent. Well, the guy was breaking into my apartment, okay? So I didn't think he was there, you know, to hang out. So that happened once. And then another night, I got done with radio really late and I went to sit down in the living room and I was I was watching Breaking Bad actually and I uh, was really invested in that show and I heard something like sounded like a doorknob so I thought like my roommate had gotten up and went to the door and was going outside or something I didn't even realize what time it was and so I ended up turning around and there was nobody there and I heard the knob jiggling so I turned around I walked over to the door and I look out and there's this guy in like a like a hoodie and uh kind of a semi-chunky guy, almost like a, you know, a, a kind of a unshaven face, just kind of looked drugged out of his mind. And he was trying to kick in my door. So I said some choice words to him. I told him, you know, if you, you try to kick in my door, I'm, gonna, I'm going to blow you into the neighbor's apartment. 
Again, oh, that's so violent. Well, the guy was trying to break into my house at like 2 o'clock in the morning, so what would you do? Open the door? You know, it's not Halloween, okay? He's not there for candy. Well, I called the police. The police go and get this guy. And uh, they actually, they get the guy, and he had a duffel bag with him, which was really interesting. They dumped the duffel bag out on the uh, on the concrete on the parking lot floor there in front of my apartment. It just happened to be that's where they that's where they grabbed him. And they dumped this bag out. And this might sound like an exaggeration, might sound hyperbolic. I vividly remember this. It was like four years ago. They dumped his bag out. He had seven pistols in his bag, seven handguns. I don't know what kind they were, but seven handguns. I could hear the police talking. He had an enormous bag of marijuana. And look, I don't smoke marijuana. I don't think it's weed. I don't smoke marijuana. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like being around people that smoke it. But I'll tell you this. Okay, I, I don't know a lot about marijuana, but I imagine that that was a bag of like thousands of dollars worth of marijuana. It was a lot of marijuana. He had cocaine. He had meth. You name it, he had it. And then he had seven like handguns. Okay, so this guy was trying to break into my apartment. The only thing I could think was like, this guy's breaking. He's got all kinds of drugs. So it's not like he's breaking in for drug money. He's got the drugs. Maybe he's breaking in to set me up or something. I don't know. That's what I thought. It sounds crazy was around that time I also had my bike stolen. It was a piece of crap bike, so they didn't steal it for anything important. And uh, the funny thing was other bikes were unlocked, and somehow my bike, which was locked, was stolen. And that happened like the same month as one of these incidences. And then at the same apartment, um, I got a call to go on a radio show one night, and I'm walking home to, I was going to do some research, because I was taking a walk when I got a call from the from the host, it was it was actually ground zero, and I go home and uh, I try to, I do some research on the topic. I think we were going to talk about Lucifer or something or the symbolism of the goat, something to do with that. And I get on the computer and I do some research, and then suddenly my internet goes out, and it's you know it's a couple of hours before the before the show, and I have no internet. And I thought, well, it'll come back up. And it turns out it didn't come back up, and I contact the internet company. They came out and they looked for the problem and this is what the guy from the internet company told me he said look he said i don't know how this happened but he said somebody cut the line to your your building your apartment and i said well how i don't understand how this works so how does that happen and he said well it it shouldn't happen because the cross box where all the wiring goes is is locked but he said someone had broken in and cut the line to your building now i don't understand how internet wiring works this is just what the guy told me so you know after a while you start thinking guy climbing balcony guy with drugs and guns somebody cuts internet line that's what the company told me somebody steals bike when other bikes are unlocked i mean this is developing into a very severe pattern and then I moved to Tucson, Arizona, and I had uh, a guy with a clipboard who would stand in front of my apartment. He did this uh, at least one day and just stood there and stared at it. It was a duplex house in a little lot, and he just stood there and stared at it. I never actually confronted the guy. I was just, because he was dressed nice, but he had like a clipboard and he was watching the apartment. It was really creepy. But I didn't get like a vibe that this guy was dangerous. I just got a vibe like... What's this guy doing? But it wasn't it wasn't even suspicious. It was weird. And it was weirder because right after that, I know this sounds made up, right after that, like a couple of days later, I got a call from my friend Jack, who does the show with me sometimes. And Jack is, he said, I was going to like these, they went to like a meetup group or something. 
And he said, I'm talking to, um, you know, some people online, you know, trying to make friends and stuff like that. And he said he talked to this one woman who was like psychic or something. And Jack said he was concerned for me because of what this woman said. And I said, well, what are you talking about? What did she say? And she said, this is what Jack told me. She, he, she said something like, your friend is being watched by people and they're not from this planet. And I said, that's really, really weird, Jack, one, but it's even more weird that I've had people standing outside of my apartment staring at my apartment. That's, you know, that. why did she bring that up? He's like, I don't, I don't know why she brought it up. So then that happened, and then I had another night where some guy in a pickup truck flew into the the lot where I was, where my house was. It's Arizona, so it's all dirt, you know, and rocks. He, like, flies into the parking lot with his truck. It's, like, midnight or something. And he gets out, and he starts looking at my apartment. This guy wasn't dressed nice. This guy got a bad vibe from him, so I called the police on that one, too. Police were very helpful. Plus, it's Arizona. You know, you shoot, they pick up the body. That's pretty much how it works. Um, I'm serious. A cop actually told me that. He said, you feel threatened, you get them, and then we'll come and deal with it later. That's what the cop told me. So I guess this all kind of culminates in uh, in uh, another incident where I had gone out of town. I come back, and my neighbors across the lot, who, I mean, they're packing like an arsenal of guns. It's Arizona. And they said, did you have friends over? You know, we thought you went out of town. And I said, no. And they said, well, did you have like people come over and like check on your apartment or something? I said, nope. And they said, well, there's been a white car parked in your driveway the last couple of nights with its lights off. We didn't know if it was your car, like you had bought a new car, but we noticed that it, you weren't home. We didn't know when you were getting back, but the car was just parked there. And then one night I heard a car pull up while I was home after that, and it was another white car. So listen, I don't know what's going on, but after a, a, a short period of time, but in a longer period of time, you start to develop this this some this idea like all right something weird is going on here all right i don't think it's the cabal or the the cia like i'm not delusional i just know the experiences i've had and so last night i go to upload my show and it would not upload anywhere tried to upload it to dropbox would not upload or it would upload and it would look like it the file was there. And then when I would click on it, it would tell me that there's no file. And this happened one other time. I tried to upload a long time ago when I was uploading stuff to archive.org. And I get on there and I upload a show. I did the same exact thing. And then I realized maybe it's the tags that I'm using. So I removed some of the tags. And I removed two tags in particular, I removed Clinton and I removed Criminal. And when I removed Clinton and Criminal, the show went up with no problem. That's archive.org. And then I tried the same thing last night. Try to upload the show. It doesn't work. Finally get it into the server for the network. And I, I know, I've heard it from several listeners. I know something happened to the network last night. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was coincidental. I'm not sure, but the network stream went down last night right at the moment, according to some listeners, and we had issues with this, the network stream went down last night at the exact moment I was talking about Joe Biden's son, and let's hope the network doesn't go down again, 
and his involvement with very young girls in China as part of a blackmail compromise operation. Funny how that works. So that show was not fully broadcast last night. There'll be rebroadcasts of it, but it's going to be free on Facebook, on the website, and if you want a link to it, I can send you a link in email. I'm going to just mass distribute it because I'm starting to think that these things that otherwise might be classified as paranoia are not so much paranoia. They are the results of active monitoring and censorship. I mean, yeah, I've done this for a long time. I've interviewed the director of the NSA. I've interviewed uh, uh, Freeway Rick Ross. I've interviewed a lot of people that have probably put me on a lot of different kinds of lists. And you might think, well, that's just hyperbolic. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I, all I do know is that the experiences I've had, that's, that's what's happened. So that's what happened with the show last night. And when you think about things like censorship, People, like, they, they, they try to justify it. Well, all those things that someone is saying are harmful or hurtful, so we should censor that. And they justify it. And other people justify things uh, in a very similar manner because they like or they don't like something. Maybe it's something to do with, uh, it could be a dietary, you know. You have people that like to consume meat, so they find evidence that meat is good for them. You have people that don't like to consume meat, so they find evidence that meat is not good for you. And this isn't really research or journalism. This is just bias confirming bias. And sometimes bias looking for evidence that might be unbiased to confirm their own bias. And you never really know what it is that, that sets something or somebody off. Like, I don't know what I've done or said over the years that could have warranted that response and whomever it is that has been doing those things. And it might be multiple people that have been, you know, breaking into my apartment or following me or things like that. I, I don't know. I'm not walking around scared. I think it's kind of funny, you know. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like... uh uh, Elaine's boyfriend from Seinfeld. I like. I leave the front door open because I welcome intruders. Try it. I dare you. That's kind of my personality. Is like, seriously, take a swing at me. See what happens. It's not macho. It's just like I'm. I'm just not going to deal with it. Okay. So you never really know what sets people off. And I tell you what, of all the years I've done radio, I mean, I've talked about. Like again, I've talked to the 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 former head of the National Security Agency on the show, Bill Binney. We've talked to Freeway Rick Ross, who ran drug operations for pretty much the whole West Coast of the United States. Like, he was the cocaine kingpin, and he inadvertently was working with uh, various government agencies. I mean, we've interviewed so many great people. We've interviewed doctors. We've interviewed uh, scientists. We've interviewed uh, engineers. You name it. And, you know, Dozens and dozens and dozens of authors and people like that. And of all the people, you know, we've interviewed, I never, you never really can put your finger on, like, what exactly was it that, that triggered somebody to act in a certain way. And, and I think back of all the people I've interviewed, all the shows I've done, one thing more than anything else warranted, apparently, the most aggressive response in the history of the secret teachings, Okay. It was, it was, it was, it's like a classic TST moment if you followed this show long enough. 
It was back in Orlando when we were doing the show in Orlando. We had been removed from a local radio station for doing a uh, uh, an interview with Richard Gage from A&E, 911 Truth, and from other things that were more like the school was very hyper-political. And because I didn't ha- take a political stance or I didn't take their stance, they were upset. So I got kicked off that station. But we got retribution because we got the manager of the station fired later. And then they welcomed us back, but we were moved on to other things. I wouldn't say better, but bigger things. And we were moved on to Dark Matter Radio. And we had a friend, uh, my friend Mike D and I had a friend named Nick, who used to do a show with us too, and he used to have his own show. And we would do this show in his studio in Orlando, right around where the Whole Foods is there near Universal Studios. And one day, we're sitting there doing a show, and Mike D and I, you know, we just joke about things. We've got good chemistry, we joke around, we have a good time. And Mike was talking about his experience, I think it was with KFC or something, the last place he said he ate fast food before he just cut it all out. And so we were talking about fast food restaurants. And, you know, again, of all the things we've talked about on this show, from the National Security Agency to demonic packs in the entertainment industry to genetic modification of food or, you know, whatever it might be, this conversation that Mike and I had warranted the most aggressive verbal assault that, uh, that I've ever experienced on radio. And all that happened was Mike D. was like, yeah, man, he's like, I don't think uh, uh, that, 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 those, that food at Dairy Queen is not, you know, real food. I was like, yeah, and uh, Dairy Queen ice cream is not real ice cream. And, I mean, this is, if you go to Dairy Queen's website, it actually says that. It says, you know, this product does not constitute to be called real ice cream or or something to that effect. Like, their ice cream is not real ice cream. You could just go to, like, Dairy Queen FAQ, Dairy Queen Facts, Frequently Asked Questions, and you can pull it up, and it's, (laughs) it's, it's really funny that um, it says it on their website, like their product does not constitute the, the definition of real ice cream. I actually just pulled it up right now. I'm trying to see which one it was, but it's the yeah, Dairy Queen FAQ. It's one of their frequently asked questions. They, made, they might have moved it, you know, or, or removed it, but we talked about that on the show, and, and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because it's on the website, and yet we had this guy, I don't know if he was a lawyer or what he was, you know, or he, you know, he was doing some intimate stuff with a, with a Frosty. This guy was, you know, he was into it. Or what do they sell at Dairy Queen? Um, they sell blizzards. So this guy, like, he was doing something intimate with a blizzard. I don't know what he was doing, but he was into ice cream and he liked Dairy Queen. Maybe it was, was it Warren Buffett or something. But this guy's like, listen, I'm going to sue you. You can't say it's not real ice cream. I'm going to get the Dairy Queen lawyers, and we're going to sue you for everything. And Mike D was like, well, it says here on their website it's not real ice cream. But this guy was just relentless. He just went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And we finally, I guess, wore him out. And uh, he he finally disappeared and went away. So, again, it's like I don't know what I'm going to say. It could be seemingly benign. Like, hey, ice cream at Dairy Queen is not real ice cream. They have to call it like frozen semi-dairy sugary treat dessert. You know, they have to come up with some new name for it. And because of that, it like freaked this guy out. He went into this completely frenzied state and just like lost it on us. He lost it on the network. He, I think he even, he messaged Keith Rowland. This guy was furious. I never had someone that mad at me. And it wasn't over pedophilia or child trafficking. You know, it wasn't like last night's show being once again shut down for whatever reason. Uh, maybe there was an issue with the server. 
maybe it happens quite often, but it was also issues uploading it and sharing it and being shadow banned on social media for the show topic. But it's for free now. You can go and listen to it. We'll have replays of it. Um, but it's just it's unbelievable. This guy got so mad because we didn't we didn't like Dairy Queen ice cream. That's it. And you know what? That's one of the funny things about the subject of food. It's like people have their own personal likes and dislikes, and I don't care what they are. But, I mean, maybe even more than politics, I've noticed. When you talk about the subject of food, man, people just lose it. What are you saying? Are you saying I'm this or I'm that? It's like, no, I'm not saying any of those things. I just find it interesting that, you know, you might be eating poison or... I find it interesting. That's not real ice cream, so don't call it ice cream. If you want to go out and get some, you just say, hey, we're gonna, you want to go get some frozen semi-dairy treat dessert? You know, it's not real ice cream. And that was like the one thing that pissed people off the most about the secret teachings, apparently, was uh, my view on Dairy Queen's ice cream. Of, of all the things that's happened, people breaking into my apartment, following me, stalking me, uh, the ice cream thing seemed to have set people off the most. I find that really hilarious. Tonight we're going to talk about a couple of different things relating to science, nutrition, and health, but how that also relates to Halloween, little Halloween tradition, and some other stuff tonight on The Secret Teachings. It'll be a really good show, so stay tuned right here on The Fringe, and don't forget to check out thesecretteachings.info for our full show archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today, get access to all the shows, all the montages on the website. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us right here on The Fringe. Hi, this is Andrew Kaufman, MD. I'm a natural healing consultant. Please contact me on my website at andrewkaufmanmd.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex 
My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th, and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. Do you have everything you need? You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. How do you think you would react if you knew the truth? The Fringe FM. Gable, your host, and you're listening to the secret teachings on the Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm, the FringeFest.com, and the SecretTeachings.info. Those are the three websites that you can go to for more information, our archive, and to get tickets to FringeFest 2020 coming up the weekend of Halloween. You know, Halloween, we go trick-or-treating, we put decorations up. Of course, now in some places, parts of California, I've read in parts of uh, the UK, I'm not exactly sure where all this is taking place, but in certain parts of the world, they are banning, they are canceling Halloween. I'm not sure how you cancel one of the sacred holy days on the Wheel of the Year or the Witch's Calendar, or you canceled the cycles of nature, but in some places, bureaucrats have canceled nature now. So they're canceling Halloween in some places. I think Los Angeles, they're saying you cannot go trick-or-treating, right? Well, maybe we should kind of play the same kind of word game that they play. We're not going trick-or-treating. We're going treat-or-tricking. It's a different kind of a thing, okay? We're not going trick-or-treating. We're going treat-or-tricking, all right? Treat-or-trick. And I'm serious about that. You've got to turn this stuff around. It's already inverted. So we turn it up the other way and it becomes right side up. A lot of things that are very inverted. Like things that just don't make any sense. Like I was reading this article from the Wall Street Journal. And uh, don't use that as proof to suggest that I have a certain political view. I just happened to come across this article. And it was about 
uh, little babies. I love little babies. Love little babies. I would like I would like lots of little babies. I would like to have like at least two or three more kids. And so I'm looking at this article about babies. And it's from this month, October 2020. It's from the health and wellness section of the Wall Street Journal. It says, do babies need to eat meat? Now, before you go into a frenzied state, of course they do, of course they do. Meat's good for you. And other people are like, no, they don't have to eat meat. They just need to eat leaves. It's like, okay, well, let's read and see what they say. And this article is a lot more than just meat. It's really blatantly obvious, like where financial influence goes and how easy it is to influence science. That's kind of a big theme tonight. Here's what the article says. A federal committee's recommendations for what babies and toddlers should eat highlight growing concerns about nutrient deficiencies and later obesity. But advice that youngsters eat a significant amount of meat is spurring a backlash from advocates of plant-based diets. Well, although I personally might kind of little bit, teeny tiny bit, consider myself an advocate of a plant-based diet, I don't think it's so much a plant-based diet. I think it's a plant-based lifestyle, one. And two, I prefer to eat that way, but I don't like push it on other people to eat that exact same way. You might disagree if you know me, but that's not my intention to push something on somebody else. The funny thing is, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like liberal politics today. People that are loving and they believe in justice and they believe in, you know, open expression. But as soon as you say something they don't like, they shut you down, they cancel you. It's kind of like that with like meat. You ever notice that with someone who eats meat or someone who like they really like unhealthy food and they're like, well, just live the life you want to live, man. But as soon as as soon as you say, okay, I'll live the life I want to live, then they start telling you, you should eat meat. You should eat this. You should... Well, then you're doing the same thing you're telling me not to do. So plant-based diets, I don't care what you want to call it, but they're saying babies need to eat meat. Let's learn more about this. The recommendations encourage parents, this is a federal committee recommending it, encourages parents to feed their children more whole grains and fewer refined ones, along with fruits, vegetables. Well, I'm, I'm with them on this. Low-fat dairy products and no added sugar. Okay, the dairy products, I'm out. I don't want to get in on that one. No more, No dairy products. They also suggest that babies and toddlers eat meat as well as poultry, seafood, and eggs to meet the needs for critical nutrients for growth and development, particularly iron, zinc, and choline. So, like, half of that is science, and the other, well, actually, half of it's just nature, and the other half of it is big industry. Tell me where the industry comes in. The federal committee is encouraging parents to feed their children more grains, fewer refined grains, fruits and vegetables, dairy products, and meat. Well, the industry comes in on dairy products and meat, if you missed it. That's where the industry comes in, okay? Like, my son eats sweet potatoes. That's just one of his favorite foods. He eats Brussels sprouts. He eats carrots. He eats apples. He likes cinnamon mixed in. Um, he does eat a... Um, and a uh, cereal that has like uh it's like a grain rice cereal and uh n- there's nothing bad in it of course i check every little detail and of course he's with you know his mom and whatever it is that she's dating now and they're you know who knows what happens there but when he's here i know he's eating you know at least th- this kind of food and he he eats beans he loves veggie burgers like real good veggie burgers and, and the kid is like he's off the chart for t- height He's, uh, for a, for almost a toddler, he's like in just like the right shape for a toddler. He's not overweight. You know, I know that can be subjective, but he's not, you can see when a kid is like obese, he's not obese. 
He's very skinny and in shape for the context of his age and height and all that. And uh, he's he's always got tons of energy. He's got no, the only problem he's ever had with a health problem is when he gets kind of gets like an ear infection. But you know, kids stick things in their ears, so that's it. And you can say, well, that's your son, Ryan. That's not everybody else's son. Sure, you're right. But my point is, no, babies do not have to eat dairy and meat. My son eats dairy. He'll have an allergic reaction. He does not have to eat those things to be healthy. If you want to eat them, that's different. But this on the secret teachings as a subject is about perception. You don't have to do those things to be healthy, and you don't have to feed those things to your kids. And it's it, it pisses me off because you have parents that, you know, 10 years ago, if I would have had a kid, I would have had no idea. Nobody taught me or showed me anything. So that's why I'm here showing you because I've learned something and I'd like to uh, relate it to you as well. Now, the federal committee says this advice is part of a process of revising the U.S. dietary guidelines for Americans. It's the first time the guidelines will include recommendations for kids under two years old. Dietary recommendations are a fractious topic right now with debates over the impact of carbohydrates, meat, and many other foods. So they're recommending now what children two years and under should eat. The goal of the committee's recommendations for babies and toddlers is to lay the foundation for a lifetime of healthy eating. I bet it is, says Catherine Dewey, professor emerita in the Department of Nutrition at the University of California, Davis, who chaired the birth of 24 months subcommittee. Healthier practices. Well, if you're eating lots of dairy and lots of meat, even if you're eating lots of vegetables and nothing else, like you're not going to be healthy just because you ate a carrot and then downed a two liter of Coca-Cola. That's not health. In fact, you might as well just skip the carrot. You might as well just have the two liter of Coca-Cola and a Slim Jim, really, at this point. If you're going that hard, you might as well just give up the vegetables and not even try. So if they're trying to establish a foundation for a lifetime of healthy eating... I don't know if that's going to work really well. And the thing is, they're going lower and lower and lower. It's like before they would not recommend anything on a federal level to children under two. Now it's children under two. They're going to recommend eating lots of meat. I mean, some kids at two don't even fully have all their teeth yet. So explain to me how they're going to chew this stuff up. Please. How are they going to chew it up? Plus, the federal government suggests you don't breastfeed your children. I mean, there's a big story about that last year, the year before. It was like U.S. says don't breastfeed, world is in shock. Like even backwards-ass nations are like, wow, that's stupid. You should definitely breastfeed your kids. So they're recommending under two years old what you should eat now. They're just, it's lower and lower and lower. And this isn't about creating a lifetime of healthy eating, per se. What this is about is creating a lifetime customer of major industries. That's what it's really all about. And that's something you should keep in mind in relationship to if you think, well, oh, it's a food show. It's so boring. No, maybe you should listen because what's happening here is we can connect this to other things like when you have children that are two years old wearing masks and social distancing and living in bubbles, that also creates the foundation for a lifetime of something that is other than healthy eating, a lifetime of trauma, a lifetime of fear and terror. So even if your kid is like eating this healthy lifestyle, if they're living in that environment, it really doesn't matter much now, does it? Because you could be the healthiest person in the world 
And if you're afraid all the time and you're terrorized and traumatized, your body's going to break down and consume itself anyway, and no plant is going to help you. No plant is going to save you. No supplement is going to save you. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Department of Health and Human Services will review these fines because they were composed of 20 academics and doctors. I'm sure if you look at those academics and doctors, not one of them has a connection to the dairy industry. Now, could they? Or the meat industry, the dietary guidelines have a wide impact. They shape school lunch programs. Yeah, like Big Mike or Mike Obama. Yeah, when whatever he, she is, when they were like, yeah, we're going to redo the whole food program. They just made it worse. That's what happens when government gets in the way. It just makes it worse. But these committee guidelines uh, mold state and local health promotion efforts and influence what food companies produce. Yeah, of course, because if... You're the dairy or the meat industry. And just think about that. You're the dairy or the meat industry. You're in the industry. And you go and you have the money and you go and you cr- you're part of this committee. You have little henchmen that work for you in these committees. And then you go in and you're like, well, let's create this policy. And it tells people to eat more of this, this, and this. And then that policy will influence what those very manufacturers are going to produce. So, of course, they want to go into those committees, recommend that you eat their product, and then the policy in this infinite feedback loop, will promote those products and influence what those companies that sent the henchmen to the meeting will then come back and tell the company, oh, well, the government says we should produce more of this. Let's do it. Oh, well, I guess if they suggest we should do it, we should do it. And then they get subsidized, and then people get a little bit sicker every generation until you have widespread diabetes and heart disease and cancer and everything else that's wrong with the, the, the mainstream modern medical system. And then we'll take drugs to reduce inflammation and suppress acid and the acid reflux problems that people have. And, uh, you know, it'll, um, it'll all work itself out because these scientists know what they're doing. The baby and toddler recommendations have drawn some criticism. The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, a nonprofit organization that advocates plant-based diets, disagreed with the committee's emphasis on animal products. Now, their bias, of course, let's see what they said. There isn't scientific evidence to suggest somehow infants would be better off consuming meat, seafood, eggs, and dairy, says Susan Levin, a registered dietitian and the organization's director of nutrition and education. She says that infants and toddlers can get iron, for example, from foods like fortified cereal, spinach, and lentils. Yeah, that's 100% accurate, and that is real science. Like, you get those types of things from spinach, from lentils and from a handful of other vegetables, legumes, and various forms of cereals, even if they're kind of processed. I'm not, we're not talking about Captain Crunch here, by the way. We're talking about like Earth's best rice cereal for babies. It, the, when they say cereal, I mean, it should be obvious. They're not talking about like the Dunkin' Donuts mocha cereal that just came out or Count Chocula for Halloween. They're talking about like fortified cereals. But, you know, I know there's people there's people that'll go out there and they're like, my doctor said I need to get fortified cereal. And they pick up Lucky Charms. And they pick up like Fruit Loops. Here you go, Tommy. Have some Fruit Loops. The doctor said you need to eat more cereal. Well, it's, it's, it's cereal. It's cereal grains. It doesn't mean highly processed sugar and food dyes. All right? I call it food dye, D-I-E, because while it eats away your your body, it's poison. Now, for adults, pay attention, all you adults out there, all the people that are adulting, wherever that word came from. For adults, federal recommendations suggest eating less red meat, a diet 
high in red meat has been linked to a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, and diabetes. You think? I'm not talking about if you have a piece of steak once in a while. I'm talking about the people that are like, well, you got to eat meat to be healthy, and then you eat like seven pieces of meat a week or more. The baby toddler committee decided that developmental need for kids younger than two are different. Oh, really? Says Ronald Kleinman, chief of the Department of Pediatrics at Massachusetts General Hospital and a member of the federal committee. Looks like Ronald Kleinman got a visit from the dairy industry. Looks like Ronald Kleinman is living in a house paid for by the meat industry. He says the most important messages is that we eat something differently at each life stage. Well, that is kind of true, you know, because babies can't chew things. So you make like little pasty meals for them and you feed them maybe formula if you're unable to breastfeed. But see, for thousands of years, babies have eaten what their mothers produce and they've eaten things that are mashed that they can chew or do very little chewing with their gums and swallow. And then as they get older, they eat solid foods, but it's basically the same food. It's just a different form. So I guess what he meant to say here, I mean, I should really be the chief of the Department of Pediatrics at Massachusetts General Hospital because this is really, really outrageous that someone in that position of power, someone with that kind of prestige can make such an ignorant statement with no context, saying that the most important message is that we eat something differently at at each stage of life. No, you don't need to eat something differently at each stage of life. It's not the different food, it's the different ways in which the food is prepped. So when you get older, you're not a toddler anymore, you're eating the same things, they're just coming in their whole physical form, and they're not mashed up. Like, this, is this guy serious? So as a toddler, eat meat, but when you get older, then it has very detrimental effects on the body. Really? Okay, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say that perhaps the reason that, according to federal recommendations for adults, that they should eat less red meat because a diet high in red meat has been linked to higher cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, etc., is because they've been eating it for so long since they were young that it builds up and builds up and builds up, and then they get the cancer and the cardiovascular disease and the diabetes. They don't just pop up overnight. They develop over long periods of time. It's not like feed a kid meat, 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 and then when they turn 18, all right, now meat is dangerous for you. Well, actually, if you didn't eat a lot of meat at any age and then you got older and had some once in a while, you're probably not going to have cardiovascular disease, cancer, or diabetes as a result of directly linking your disease to those meats. It's because you've eaten it for so long that it builds up in the body, you know? I mean, literally, that's like saying, okay, as a child should drink paint, but as an adult, if you drink paint, this could be very dangerous. I mean, that is essentially what they're saying. Children should eat meat, you know, that for adults, it's linked to all these diseases. But if an adult does it, don't do it as an adult. It could make you really sick. So feed it to your vulnerable child whose skull isn't even fully developed yet. I mean, this is just outrageous that these people can call themselves doctors or scientists, and I have the title of radio host. You know, that doesn't make me smarter, but it's just like it's really obvious, you know, that it builds up and then you get sick. You know, that's what poison tends to do. Even if it's just a limited dose, it builds up and then you get sick. Recommendations from the federal committee. 
reflect a shift in how doctors think about feeding babies who are ready to move beyond breast milk or formula alone, says Dr. Kleinman. Before, he says, quote, it was a pretty rigid prescription. You start with rice cereal and you move onto fruit and onto a vegetable and so on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how nature's done it for millions of years. But can't do this anymore. The protocol was partly shaped by a concern about food allergies, but in recent years, studies have found that introducing foods like peanuts within the first year of life actually may reduce the risk of food allergies. That is possible. But if you're deathly allergic to peanuts at a young age, it's not going to matter. You're going to get hives, and your throat's going to swell up, and you're going to need an EpiPen. You know, just hope that you have one before that scumbag company, Mylan, with the woman who didn't even get her degree from WVU, charges $1,000 for something that costs them $0.25 to manufacture because they are a disgusting corporate entity that is ripping people off who need that medication. EpiPens save lives. And then you're going to get people that are Christian or like extremists, and they're going to be like, well, look, we shouldn't save. If my child gets sick, they're just going to die. Okay, whatever. But if you feed the child the peanuts at one year old and you don't know if they have an allergy or not, there's a good chance they're going to be dead. Also, as more mothers breastfeed, the article continues, and for longer periods, and babies consume less fortified infant cereals, The issues of iron and zinc deficiency have taken on more urgency, says Stephen Abrams, a professor of pediatrics at the Dell Medical School at the University of Texas at Austin and chair of the American Academy of Pediatrics Committee on Nutrition, but he was not on the federal committee. More than three-quarters of breastfed infants aged 6 to 12 months don't consume enough iron and 54% don't get enough zinc, according to data analysis from the federal committee. Well, let's just go back to what Susan Levin said She's like, well, you can get all those things if you eat spinach and lentils and other, you know, fortified cereals. The federal committee says if you don't eat enough fortified cereals, you're not going to get these things. Well, yeah, you get them from plants. So eat a plant. Formulas and infant cereals are fortified with iron, zinc, and other nutrients. Yeah, and a lot of times what they're fortified with, when you start getting into the, the specific vitamins, they are synthetic. So the body is not going to process them in the same way. Because you need, like all the thing in one. You need like the whole plant in its whole form or it's not going to matter much. The committee recommends that infants be exclusively breastfed until about six months old. I didn't even, couldn't even tell, I, I, could, I could tell you what they're going to say next, but, you know, let's read it together. The committee said it couldn't develop a recommended dietary pattern that included all of the nutrients needed for babies 6 to 12 months old, but the members did offer a template that comes close. Okay, so they can't even recommend, they can't even come up with a template to recommend what babies need to eat, but they're quite sure they need to eat meat and dairy, even though as an adult, meat and dairy are highly toxic and poisonous, and that's for an adult who's like 6 foot tall, you know, 150 pounds, but this is like a uh, like a foot tall little human with a brain that isn't developed yet and they're still developing uh, all parts of their body and uh yeah they should definitely eat a lot of meat and a lot of uh, a lot of dairy makes lots of sense so they say for the first six months to nine months babies should have between one eighth to one fourth cups of fruit and vegetables each day all right i'm down with that as well as fortified infant cereal i can kind of get down with that dairy and protein foods mm, well you lost me there because You can get that from fruit and vegetables, but I guess they didn't go to their nutrition class. Each week, those protein foods should consist between four two-third ounces and 16 ounces of red meat. Really? 
You want a baby to eat a pound of meat a week? Your body can't even process that as an adult. One half ounce to one quarter ounces of poultry, as well as modest amounts of seafood, eggs, nuts, and seeds. All right, so literally what they're telling you, literally what they're telling you is have a half a cup of some, you know, some vegetables and some fruits, make it look good, and then feed your child. That's what it says. Feed your child up to a pound of red meat a week. Listen, you don't have to be a doctor to know that that's insane, and that'll make your kid very, very sick. Imagine, like, my son, can, can he eats, like, a half a sweet potato, half an apple, and his stomach is like, it looks like he's pregnant, all right? There's no way he's going to eat all that other food and eat a pound of meat a week. There's no way it's going to happen, all right? Even if he likes it. Even if he can kind of chew it up with his tiny little teeth. I mean, these people, like, it's funny, but they're, they're like, they're monsters. I mean, next they're going to recommend that children drink alcohol. You know, because Anheuser-Busch and others, they donated a bunch of money. And they recommend that you have, like, a glass of beer or a glass of wine a day. It's preposterous. You know what's healthy for you. So, you shouldn't be listening to these people. You shouldn't be listening to me. You know what's good for you. You know what's bad for you. You know what's good for your child. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. There's more after this coming up in the second hour. www.thesecretteachings.info, thefringe.fm, and thefringefest.com, where you can get your tickets to The Fringe Fest. We'll be giving away some tickets tonight, so have that email ready, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us more after this. You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info 
and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you? Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Roop brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. What happens when you bring the Fringe FM together with the world's leading paranormal experts and influencers? What if no topic was off the table, including paranormal events, conspiracy theory, witchcraft, psychic abilities, astrology, ufology, and more? And what would happen if you broadcast this event in crystal clear video live around the world, allowing viewers to interact with their favorite presenters? You would have created the monster that is the Fringe Fest 2020. Two nights only, Friday, October 30th and Saturday, October 31st. Go to thefringefest.com for more info. Get your tickets today at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, it's up to you. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future I'll co- coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM.
I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. So a federal committee has gotten together with experts, and they've recommended that toddlers, little babies, consume 16 ounces of red meat a week, along with, you know, like an eighth to one-fourth a cup of fruit and vegetables each day. That's like a strawberry, all right? An eighth of a cup? Are you joking? (laughs) That's not even a strawberry. That's like, that might be like five lentils. But that's what they're recommending babies to eat now. now, Come on, you're smarter than that. You know that that's ridiculous. Now, although they say you only need to eat one-eighth to one-fourth cup of fruits and vegetables, unbelievable the amount of influence that some of these companies and industries have, but that you should eat 16 ounces of red meat. Listen, I'm going to leave this on a final note here, and we're going to move on to the next article. Each week, they say, protein foods should consist between four two-third ounces and 16 ounces of red meat, one-half ounce to one-quarter ounces of poultry, as well as modest amounts of seafood, eggs, nuts, and seeds. Great. Seafood, eggs, and nuts are like the three main things that people are allergic to. So go ahead and pump those into a one-year-old and see what happens. Unbelievable ignorance and bureaucratic lobbying mentality. But 16 ounces of red meat, only one-fourth cup of fruits and vegetables each day. Now, what I find strange here is that they call these protein foods. Here's what I'm going to leave you on. Show's not over, but this is what I'm going to leave you on. If you go get a piece of chicken, like a chicken breast, and you cook it up, and you got it there on your plate, and you're thinking, this is going to be good for my protein intake, I'm going to tell you one last time. A cup of oats that you would make breakfast with you know, or you would put in like some ice cream, maybe some people put oats in ice cream. I do that. That cup of oats has more protein than the piece of chicken. You've been lied to over and over and over again by industry. You get as much or more protein in the plant. Now, if you're confused by that, then ask yourself this question. Why is it that the animals don't eat meat? And yet they're big and strong. Well, they're big and strong. They're usually deficient in many things and very sick and pumped full of uh, a number of different hormones and antibiotics, etc. But they're big and strong in the sense that uh, they look pretty animalistic, masculine. Like they've got muscles. They're big animals. All right, come on. They're big animals. And they're eating plants. So something in this conversation is missing. The animals are eating the plants, and then to get our protein, we can't eat the plants, we have to eat the animals. Uh, someone lied, and you you deep-throated the hook, line and sinker, and you jammed it in there, and you said, pull me up, I'm ready to come out of the water. Like, you just, you bit the hook, okay? You took the bait. You don't even need bait. Like, it's so obvious, you just bit the hook, and, 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 and they got you, all right? That's what they're telling you to do. Don't feed your kids more than a quarter cup of vegetables. You know how small that is? But feed them an ounce of red meat a week. Well, thank you for the recommendation from the meat industry. I think that I will make a decision as a parent and not subject my kid to poison. 
Now, this is for everybody. This is also from the Wall Street Journal. New limits urged on Americans' sugar consumption amid rising obesity concerns. Americans should eat no more than 6% of their daily calories from added sugar, a federal committee recommends, down from the current 10% guideline. Here's another federal committee. Where do these federal committees come from, you know? They're made up of lobbyists and hacks and people that are paid a bunch of money in their respected positions of power to just run with whatever the company giving them the check tells them to run with. You know, the lawyers, they write it all. The PR people write it all. And then they go to the committee meeting. They're all sitting around. Everybody knows that they're compromised. There may be like two people there that aren't compromised. And they could sit there with mountains of evidence and say, well, I think this is what we should recommend based on the science and based on common sense. And the meat industry exec takes a puff of his cigar. And he's like, no, babies need to eat that 16 ounces of red meat right there or they're not going to get their protein. And I find it funny, like, there's, there's, no, there's no pushback on that where someone's like, listen, you get as much or more protein in plants. Where do you think the animals get the protein from? Like, I could destroy these people in a debate, and I've never even taken a nutrition class. You know what I mean? Like, it's really obvious. Now, look, I know that some of you are thinking, what is this, a show where you're bashing me for eating meat? Again, if you think that, you're not listening to the show. All right, I'm talking about how they're telling you to feed your baby 16 ounces of red meat a week, okay? My son can get through like three veggie burgers a week. He's not going to be able to consume 16 ounces of meat on top of everything else. That is, that is like a death sentence, all right? That is a sentence for various forms of disease. Like you want to give your child an illness, that'll do it. New limits on sugar consumption amid rising obesity. And it's funny, in this other article about the children eating meat, it says for toddlers age 1 to 2 who aren't breastfeeding or receiving formula, the committee developed a recommended diet for a variety of daily calorie needs, ranging from 700 to 1,000 calories a day. 700 to 1,000 calories a day. For toddlers needing 1,000 calories a day, the committee recommended a cup of fruit, a cup of vegetables, three grains of, or three ounces of grains, and then lots of dairy and lots of protein. So you think about calories. What exactly is a calorie? And, and, and this should be very helpful information for you. You, know, you might not like it, but this, is, this should be very helpful information for you. Um, what is a calorie? A calorie is a unit of, in, uh, of A calorie is a unit of energy. That's what a calorie is. It's energy. So if you need to eat a certain amount of calories per day to, you know, to get your energy, well, that's fine, but when you're eating calories that are completely void in the product of uh, nutrition, then you're just eating things that aren't having any benefit to, to your body. So the calories that they tell you to consume, even if they're, you know, they're cheap, these food-based energies do very little. And so you can eat a lot of calories, but you might still be malnourished and you still might be sick. Because apparently, the scientists still can't figure out that it's not because of how many calories you're eating or not eating. It's because of the kinds of calories you're eating or not eating. And again, this guy right here never took a nutrition class. I just learned from independent investigation 
and talking to others who have degrees in nutrition and doctors and nurses. We can figure this stuff out together. You don't need to eat all those calories and you'll be healthy. Like, it might be a factual statement, like you need this many calories, but you actually need the nutrition that should come along with those calories. So they're saying that you need to uh, limit your intake of sugar because obesity is rising. But you know what else increases obesity? Fat. Lots and lots of fat. You know what else increases obesity when you take out the fat and replace it with sugar? It's an incestuous relationship. So another Federal committee recommends that Americans should limit their consumption of added sugars to 6% of their daily calories. Oh, look, just 6% of your daily calories should come from raw, unnutrient-dense sugar. The guideline right now is 10%. So just scale it back a little bit. You can still eat a lot of it, you know. The guidance from a committee's recommendations for new dietary guidelines aims to address rising rates of obesity and the poor quality of most Americans' diets. Obesity has been linked to an increased risk of health problems, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, and raises the risk for severe illness with COVID-19. Now, that's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, they mentioned that COVID-19, you become more susceptible when you're sick. Well, if you're sick from anything, you become more susceptible to being more sick. You're weak. So, obviously... But the other thing they say is that type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. Well, it's kind of what they said about the, uh, the red meat there, didn't they, in that other article? Federal recommendations suggest eating less red meat. A diet high in red meat has been linked to higher risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, and diabetes. Well, the same thing for the sugar. Huh. That's weird. So maybe it's the sugar and the meat that's causing the rate that is rapidly increasing in these diseases. You ever think of that? Maybe it's because we're eating too much meat, too much sugar, and too many of those good old calories we have to fulfill. I mean, there are people that literally count calories. I got into um, I got into a discussion one time, um, an, kind of an argument with my son's mom. You know, she's healthy to a degree, but she's like, well, I got to make sure I get my calories. And I said, make sure you get your calories, but you're eating things that aren't, you know, good for you. Yeah, but I just got to get the calories. And so she's not concerned about health. She's concerned about, like, her weight. And let me tell you something. You could be concerned about your weight, and to a degree, you're concerned about your weight, so you watch your calories and all that. That's going to make you much, much sicker. Yeah, sure, you might not look like you're sick, but you're going to suffer from internal ailments. And this is not medical advice. This is common sense. You, you can't pump your body full of things just because they're calorie dense and then expect your body not to ask for more when you're not getting the nutrients you need. So you can eat 1,000, 2,000 calories a day, but if your body is starving, it's going to ask for more and more and more and more and more, and that's how you get into trouble. Okay, so you might eat a, a pizza that has so many thousand calories and think, well, that was good. I ate the pizza. That's enough calories for the day, but then you're suddenly hungry again, and your stomach feels full, but you're still hungry. Why? Because you're not getting the nutrients that you need. This is not complicated arithmetic. This is not complicated biology or science in general. This is common sense. You're still hungry after you eat those things because you're not getting the nutrients that you need. It's really that plain and simple. I also had uh, 
two other conversations with people this week that I thought were interesting I wanted to share with you. Uh, One person told me, these are just passing conversations, online emails. You never can tell if, you know, someone's being serious or not. But someone emailed me and said, they messaged me and said that uh, they believe that drinking, they told me their friend asked them this, so they were asking me for clarification, that drinking water was not good for you because you don't get electrolytes, and instead you should drink Gatorade. Someone I know actually messaged me this. I know this person. They messaged me this, and they said, my friend told me that I should drink less water and more Gatorade because there are electrolytes. I'm getting I'm getting flashes of Brondo here. Gatorade, <laughs> it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Gatorade. So, so somebody let me start over. Somebody messaged me this. They said, Ryan, what's your take on this? Okay, my friend said I I should drink less water and more Gatorade, and I I thought they were joking at first because they know a little bit about this stuff. And I said, well, why did your friend say that? Before I give you any advice, why did your friend say that? And this person said, well, my friend, she told me that. You know, there's not enough electrolytes in water. <laughs> now, me, I had to, I had to look, <laughs> I had to look up what an electrolyte was just to make sure I wasn't malfunctioning. And so, I, I, I went online, and I typed in electrolyte. <laughs> I just can't, I can't do it. It's unreal. It's really unreal. So I went, I went online and I typed in electrolyte just to make sure that I wasn't crazy. All right. So I looked up electrolyte, and it, you know, I clarify that an electrolyte is uh, it's a substance that produces an, an electrically conducting solution when dissolved in a polar solvent. That's like the definition of the word, but it's like, it's like minerals, all right? It's something that is dissolved into the water, and it's something that, uh, like a salt, a, a mineral, and you need this in your body, uh, like sodium, uh, potassium, calcium, all right, so so that's what a that's what an electrolyte is. But this person's like, no, you have to drink Gatorade to get the electrolytes. Really, I have to drink Gatorade to get the electrolytes. Okay, well, if I was to eat one of the most famous potassium fruits, a banana, I'd get the electrolytes in the banana, right? So I said, you know, I'm thinking like, well, your friend is really really dumb they actually said that to you they think that you should be drinking more Gatorade of course you don't need to drink Gatorade and so this person says well like I I think I agree with you but I'm just trying to understand exactly how to combat what she's saying I said well okay number one um, if your water is processed and, and filtered with toxic chemicals to clean it it might be lacking some of those so-called electrolytes, okay? So you might need to purify your water. You might need to find another source of water. Some water, yes, is void of, of electrolytes if it's sterilized and purified to the point where it's useless, essentially, except to allow for you know some level of minor hydration. And I said the other thing is you purify your water and do all that if you're eating a proper diet and drinking clean water, you don't need to drink Gatorade. 
Like that sh- and I, I just kept laughing at this person. I was not at them, but at, at their friend. And I just kept telling him, like, this is hilarious. I can't believe your friend actually said that. And so this person messaged me, messaged me, and and she says, well, I mean, I de- I definitely agree with you, and that's that all makes sense. I'm going to tell that to her. But you know, I I thought that she was wrong, because she told me, this is what this person told me. She said because my friend told me that. I should be drinking less water and more Gatorade. And I thought that was suspicious because she drinks more alcohol than she does water. I was like, well, there it is. There it is. That's what always happens, isn't it? Someone's giving you like this pseudoscientific advice they heard from some Gatorade rep or they heard in some YouTube video. And it turns out they're like an alcoholic. You know, they're a sugar addict. They're a caffeine addict. They've got all these problems. but And then they're telling you out of this self-righteous sense of, the self-righteous sense of, like, personal importance. You need to stop drinking water, young lady. You're drinking too much water. You need to drink Gatorade. It has the Brondo in it. Like, we literally live in idiocracy now. We literally live in idiocracy now. I had someone else message me and say, well, like, I, I agree with what you're saying about nutrition and health, but, but, I just, um... I, I can't do it because I my doctor advised me not to eat organic food. I, w- I was like, what? what do you mean your doctor advised you not to eat organic food? What did he advise that you eat? And this person said to me, well, um, I'm not supposed to eat organic food because organic food doesn't have any nutrients in it. And I'm just like, what is going on in the world? What is going on? What do you mean it doesn't have nutrients in it? You know, I have to put myself in the position where, uh, you know, I realize, you know, this is like everyday life for me, but some of this stuff should be like common sense. I immediately recalled, there's a study I read from Newcastle University. It was published in the British Journal of Nutrition, and it showed a a huge difference between organic crops and non-organic crops. And I don't mean organic in the sense that they're certified by, you know, Mexico or Canada or the United States or the USDA. But information provided showed that in organic milk and meat products, including produce, there were 60% higher antioxidants with less toxic metals and 50% more beneficial omega-3 fatty acids, which uh, reduce cardiovascular disease to improve immune and neurological function and development. There were also higher vitamin levels in organic crops. It's Newcastle University. You can look that up. British Journal of Nutrition. That's just one study. I get it. I get it. But you can't tell me that Growing non-organic crops with highly toxic and eroding chemicals is somehow, like, good for you and the environment. Like, where are people getting this stuff at, really? Where do you get this at? Where do you get that you you drink too much water, drink more Gatorade? Where do you get these ideas that, like, you're not eating enough meat but you're and you're eating too many vegetables? You need to feed your toddler a, 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 a 16-ounce steak every week. That's the equivalent to what a federal committee just recommended, a 16-ounce steak for a toddler. Is that a joke? And then they're like, well, if you're an adult, it's poisonous, but if you're a kid, it's A-OK. Because they're trying to get people hooked at a young age. They have no clue what they're doing in terms of nutrition, and they don't care. But they have every clue in what they're doing when it comes to industry and marketing and getting people hooked on things at a very young age despite the health consequences. And then I got other people telling me, oh, you you can't eat organic food. You have to eat all this conventional chemical-induced food. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Where do you get the? Who's making this up? They got, well, there's like some, some hack 
who just, you know, they finish their, their medical school like last in their class and they really don't know what they're doing. But since they have a degree, you know, here comes an industry and they give them like $100,000 a year to just use their Ph.D. to parrot this industry lobbyist bureaucratic PR garbage. That's what it's really all about. And you might say, Ryan, I turned on the fringe tonight, and I hear you talking about meat and sugar. And let me tell you something. I'm eating a big steak right now, and I'm having a glass of Coke, and I don't care what you say. And listen, I don't care what you're eating or what you're drinking. That's not what the show is about, okay? The show isn't a singular line of conscious thought. It's a multi multi in, in, in reverse and forward and interlaced series of thoughts that just kind of come together in what I call the secret teachings, okay? I'm not trying to convince you of something. I like analogy, I like symbols, and I'm trying to show you how ridiculous some of this is, especially considering that a federal committee, according to the Wall Street Journal here, says that if you eat too much sugar, it could increase your risk of COVID-19. Okay, so here's my question for you. It's my question. I would like to know why parents are afraid to send their kids to school, people are afraid to go out in public, People will yell at you for not wearing a mask, but they fill their carts with cookies and cakes and chips and soda and don't think anything about it. Why? Well, because they've been told you need to eat a certain amount of calories a day. So if you can get those in a bag of chips and a soda, you got your calories for the day. No need to look at the body behind the curtain that is deteriorating internally and externally and the brain that is dehydrated and falling apart and shriveling up because it doesn't have what it needs. As long as you get those calories, you're A-OK. It's a lie. I don't care what you eat, but you need to understand that if you think you're getting your calories for the day and that's good for you, you're wrong. That's why you have to eat more and more of it and more and more of it. It's an industry scam to get you to buy more of their product, not to mention that they use certain chemicals to make it more addictive by messing with the chemistry of the body and the brain to make you addicted to it so you'll go buy more. This is critical, important information that you can use to better yourself and to not poison your children. Yet, it's funny that the people that will get upset about the masks and the social distancing, they're the ones that you see at the store putting this crap in their grocery cart. And they're the ones that will, I mean, I get Halloween one night, perhaps, but they're the ones that'll, like, eat candy year-round. I'm worried about COVID, so wear a mask. You're worried about, someone someone actually told me that. They said, you know, you could get so-and-so sick because you don't wear a mask. And I said, well, if I wear a mask, I could get really sick. Well, you're not caring about other people. I said, listen here, they don't care about themselves. I've seen them eat chocolate bars at like 6.30 in the morning, okay? It's a person I saw eating like candy at 6.30 in the morning months ago, not for Halloween. But they're concerned with me not wearing a mask. I could get them sick. Oh, yeah. It's definitely my fault. It's not because you've shoved that stuff into your face and now you're sick. It must be because some other person didn't do what the federal recommendations told them to do. It's just thinking for yourself, okay? It's being consciously aware. And besides, for those of you interested in magic and witchcraft, 
psychic abilities. Any psychic I've ever interviewed, even talking to Mark Ireland the other night when I was hosting Lighting the Void, they'll all tell you that in order to be more psychic, in order to connect with those other realms, you need to eat a pure, usually plant-based diet. Cassandra Blizzard said the same thing. If you don't eat that way, it's going to be more difficult to connect with spirits. It's going to be more difficult to connect with the other realm. So even in occultism and magic and witchcraft, they tell you, eat plants. It'll help you. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just baffling to me. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe. We're giving away those tickets when we come back. So stay tuned to The Fringe FM, The Secret Teachings. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. You could listen to this... And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.TheSecretTeachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they could, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on The Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. So perception is the key, psychological warfare is the technique, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. <laughs> 
No. Did you buy Alexa? No, I don't know why people would voluntarily bug your own house. <laughs> like, do you think you're the only one listening in on that? You never saw weird science, how creepy these nerds are? All these cameras on your phone, all of that. The people go on Ancestry.com. Why would you send your saliva into the internet? Why don't you just go to the Illuminati and help them build your robot replacement? Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. This is Jess Rogie with the Rogie Report News, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The truth is out there, and so are we. I've got one that can see. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. So you hear people talk about things like calories. Got to eat those calories. Got to get those calories. Got to get that protein. And they don't tell you is if you're eating calories that don't have any nutrients in the food or the beverage, then you're not going to get much of anything that's going to be beneficial to your body. So your body's going to starve and want more of that product. That, of course, helps industry, but it doesn't help you. When they tell you that you have to eat a certain amount of meat or something to get protein and limit your vegetable intake to make room for the meat, that's just pseudoscience. You get protein from oats. You get protein from lentils. You get as much protein or more from oats and lentils than you do from a piece of chicken or steak. That's a scientific fact. Doesn't mean I hate people who eat meat. Doesn't mean I hate people who count their calories. It just means that these are scientific facts that are overlooked by both sides in nutrition, plant-based diet versus meat and things like that arguments. So those are important key points. That should be recognized. 
We looked at a federal committee tonight. They literally are recommending that children eat less vegetables, uh, an eighth of a cup of vegetables a day, but up to two or more ounces of red meat, 16 ounces of red meat a week. That's a whole steak, all right? As an adult, some adults can't finish that. They want an infant, basically, to eat this in a week. Plus, not only the meat, they want you to eat seafood, eggs, and nuts, and they want you to eat chicken or poultry on top of that all week long. Like, no kid is going to be able to process that. And as they recommend this at a federal level, this is in the Wall Street Journal, they say, and adults, you know, it's poisonous to eat this red meat, but for a child, it's okay. It's okay for a child to eat it. It's just like, this is like criminal activity here, is it not? This is, you're poisoning children. This is a grotesque insult to intelligence and common sense. So anyway, that's what we've looked at tonight. And I know that you might think, well, this is a, a fringe radio network and this is the secret teachings. What are you talking about? You know that in the secret teachings, in Greece and in Rome and Egypt and all over the world, South America, when people would be initiated into the mysteries, this wasn't like an everyday occurrence, but when people would be initiated into the mysteries or later on, they would be introduced into secret societies and they'd be initiated even if the origins of those societies and their beliefs have been lost or distorted to some degree. They would abstain from alcohol, they'd abstain from meat, they'd abstain from social contact, and they would lock themselves away in a cave or some kind of place that was far away from the public. They would meditate, they would go into a trance-like state, they would try to communicate with spirits, they would try to communicate with the other side. They wouldn't consume the kinds of things we consume in excess. They wouldn't consume anything in excess, especially no carnal physical pleasures. And then as they become initiated, it allows them to better connect with that spirit world. I hosted Lighting the Void last week when Joe Roop was out of town. I interviewed Mark Ireland, and I even asked him, you know, about his dad, who's famous into this kind of stuff, psychic abilities and whatnot. And I never read his dad's book, but he said his dad had a section on nutrition and how if you want to better communicate and have, you know, more amplified psychic abilities, you need to consume a, a lifestyle, a diet that is more, you know, connected to nature in the sense of just pure plants and not processed meats. And then I've had Cassandra Blizzard on the show, and she's told me the same thing. Like, And she has a degree, she has like a PhD or something in, in nutrition. And she said the same thing. Like, if you want to connect with the spirit world, or you have to eat better. Um, Guy Winters, the Green Castle Ghost, he was on years ago. I actually just talked to him the other day. He's going to be uh, at the Fringe Fest coming up at the end of the month. And Guy Winter said the same thing. It's nutrition. If you don't have nutrition and you don't eat plants, you're not going to be able to as easily connect with the other world. These are what like famous psychics and famous mediums and others are, are telling me. But it's also something like I'm reading in really old ancient books where they're like, yeah, no meat, no alcohol, no sex, total isolation. Now, the funny thing is, if you want to get deeper into what some of you might refer to as esoterica. If you think about this headline right here, think about this headline, lockdown proved that plants are the future. Now public policy needs to catch up. There's no doubt that animal agriculture and other forms of agriculture, including soy production, is detrimental to the environment because of chemicals and because of the destruction of land, etc. 
no doubt about it. Pollution is the problem, not man-made carbon dioxide-based climate change. That is pseudoscientific nonsense, which has been tried since the 70s and before, part of the green-red environmentalist movement, the Club of Rome, the Rockefeller Foundation, etc. Pollution is a different story, and pollution is a huge problem. Now, if plants are the future, no meat, try to put this together. They tell you no more meat, socially isolate yourself, wear a mask like you're in a Stanley Kubrick film. What is the password? And while you're not eating meat and you're not having social contact and you're wearing a mask, they've also recommended from the UK to the United States, don't have sex because it could spread the virus. So literally, in those ancient mysteries, in the secret teachings, in order to connect with the other world as part of the ritual, you don't eat meat, you have no social contact, you don't have sex. You see the pattern here? And they wear a mask, which you would wear in the ritual. So literally four major things here. The only thing they haven't told you not to do is drink alcohol. That's about it. Because this is a perversion of the mysteries. This is a perversion of sacred ritual. So drink as much alcohol as you want, but don't have sex, don't social, don't have social contact, don't eat meat, and wear that mask. You see what's happening here? This is a perverted, for lack of a better word, because of the word chaos and what it implies, satanic ritual that we've all been subject to. You might think, oh, that's just preposterous. Well, throughout tonight's show and talking about everything we've talked about tonight I think it's important from my point of view to have some level of awareness of what's going on in the 3D microcosm of the multidimensional spiritual macrocosmic space and so in the microcosm, we're being told to do certain things, and it's being recommended to do certain things to our kids and whatnot. In the macrocosm, this has a, a very profound effect. And when you're able to understand the connection between the two, as what some call as above, so below, which is both material and spiritual, then you recognize and become consciously aware of everything happening in your physical reality, and you can take control of it. So what we're experiencing as a result of either COVID or new nutrition guidelines, it's like the opposite of what should be happening. It's, it's literally completely backwards. And then they try to tell you that it's all based on science when it's not based on science. And they t- try to tell you science is, it's always settled. It's always settled. But then you have dissenters in the ranks who say, well, it's not settled because this is what we found. And it's as credible if not more credible. So you read that and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. So it can't. science has to be fluid then, meaning that science is not so concrete. The only thing that's concrete is the illusion of the concreteness by the word science. But when you read all the studies on nutrition and masks and health and all these things, you just find words used like may and possibly and could. And it's not true. It's just like an, it's just like a suggestion. It's an implication. They're not really sure. So you're scared about disease and scared about getting sick, and yet you fill those carts up with all those empty calories. You fill those carts up with all those 
highly processed proteins, and you pump it into your body. Meanwhile, you're deficient in various vitamins and nutrients. You're definitely deficient in water, probably. You're deficient in fiber. Most Americans, three-quarters of Americans, are deficient in fiber. It's not as bad as Mexico, where like three-quarters of you down there in Mexico are obese. I mean, I just, I I can't even process that. Three-quarters of the country is obese. It's incredible. And it's primarily because, it's not because of selection. It's because we don't understand health. I mean, where I live now is kind of like a food desert, okay? The closest store where you can get any decent food is at least 20 to 30 minutes away. Some people live in places where it's like an hour away. I get that. Some people just shop at Walmart. Let me tell you something. I've been in Walmart. I don't like Walmart. You can get a lot of really good stuff at Walmart for cheap. I mean, their produce section is pretty damn big. I mean, they have some exotic stuff in Walmart that they don't even sell at some of the health food stores. And sometimes it's cheaper. So don't give me the crap about how you can't eat healthy when you can get cheap stuff at Walmart. It's the same thing you'd get at a health food store. You can. It just doesn't make any sense. You're worried about a virus, but you're not worried about eating all this terrible food that makes you sick and makes you more susceptible to the virus. Like I just I don't get it. Here's Fox Channel 8 News. Fox Channel 8 News is reporting, very interesting, Reese's, you know, not sorry, Reese's has developed a Halloween door dispenser that hands out treats. So even the fun of what are you supposed to be is going to be taken out of Halloween in some places because the CDC has warned against door-to-door trick-or-treating this Halloween, saying it poses a high risk of spreading the coronavirus, Reese's has come out with a dispenser that just dispenses the candy. Great. So Halloween has devolved into, let's go to the vending machine and get a free Reese's cup. Uh, That's real fun for kids. They're saying that Halloween... Just listen to this. Halloween is now dangerous. All right? You thought about the razor blades in that candy. Oh, boy. You thought that was dangerous. Now there's COVID in your candy. So they're telling you to be aware. Every year we do a show or a couple of shows leading up to Halloween. We talk about the razor blade in the candy thing. And and contrary to popular belief, that's not really a... It's not really a, a like a, a big problem. It's not really a big problem. Uh, that happened like one time, and then there was just unreasonable fear about it. Do some people poison candy? Probably. Are there a lot of psychopaths poisoning candy? Probably not. It happens like once or twice, and people go into a frenzied state and get terrified. What I always thought was funny, though, is it's like everybody's looking through the candy for the razor blades, but they're not reading the ingredients on the candy, which it's like you'd almost, <laughs> I'm, I'm not being serious, but it's like you'd almost want your child to bite into a razor blade. You know, at least that's going to heal. Then you would to eat that pile of candy because what that's going to do to your body, that's not going to heal, <laughs> okay? All right, I mean, the body is pretty incredible. The body can heal a lot of things if you give it the right, the right stuff, but you're worried about, Razor blades and COVID-19, you're looking all over the place for it. 
but you're not reading the ingredients to what you're eating. Like you can say, well, I'll eat whatever I want to eat. Well, dude, eat whatever you want to eat. I don't care what you eat. I'm just saying I'm making an observation. I'm making an observation. You're worried about sickness and you're worried about razor blades and candy. Then you need to worry about the candy that you're eating. That's all that I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. I'm worried about getting sick. So I'm going to buy this bag of candy and eat this at home so I don't have to go out and go out in public anywhere. But then you're going to eat something that's going to make you sick. I just don't get it. If you want to eat, you want to eat the candy, I don't care if you eat the candy. Go find this Reese's machine and and let it give you a free Reese's cup. I don't know where they're where, where are they even doing this. That's Fox Channel 8 News. And say where it's from. Channel 8 News. It looks like it's up north here somewhere. Oh, it's in Ohio. I think it's in Ohio. So that's Toledo on the map. Yeah, it looks like it's in Ohio. They're on the Reese's machine in Ohio. All right, so go find the Reese's machine, get a free Reese's cup, and eat it. I don't care. It just doesn't make any sense how we're afraid of getting sick, but we eat tons of candy, tons of junk food, tons of empty calories, tons of processed protein, and we eat tons and tons and tons of anything else that we can get our hands on because it tastes good. Also, we spray tons and tons of toxic chemicals to combat a virus where the symptoms of the virus are basically brain fog and what was the new symptom? Brain fog and there was something else they said recently. Oh, fatigue. Like you have a hard day at work, you come home fatigued. That is a symptom. I feel like I feel bad for people if you're like in a relationship with someone where things have suddenly become political or something and like you come home from a hard day work hard day's work and your wife or husband's like, How you doing? How'd you have a nice day? And you say, Well, I'm just really fatigued today. And then they get real scared, they back into the wall. You need to go to the hospital. You've got COVID. It's like, no, they just work their ass off all day. So that's probably why they're fatigued. But see, they take natural things and they turn them into the symptoms of mental illness and disease. You take fatigue, sleepiness, irritability, hunger, rashes from toxic chemicals, and you say those are the symptoms of disease. They're not the symptoms of disease. They're the symptoms of poison. They're the symptoms of contamination of the body. They're the symptoms of exposure to something. They're symptoms of not getting enough sleep, not eating the right kinds of food, not getting enough water. They're the symptoms of being stressed and anxious, which can also cause inflammation of the skin. That's what they're the symptoms of. That's why COVID-19 symptoms are the same as the symptoms from a hard day work. That's why they're the same symptoms, because it's just the stress and the tension on the body. They're symptom complexes. That's all. I mean, it really is incredible. It's really, truly like an incredible thing to witness how easy it is to, to dupe people with, with information that is just completely inaccurate. People that say you don't 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 drink as much water, drink Gatorade, it's better for you. I can't eat organic food, it's not good for me. Like I don't know who has such a cold heart that they could be paid to say this kind of stuff. I guess there are people that are just willing to sell themselves out for whatever it is that they want, money, prestige, whatever. And they're hurting a lot of people as a result of that. Like, all those dietary guidelines, all those federal recommendations, all the things that industry has told you, people exercise and they take their 
medication and they eat their dietary recommendations and the country just gets fatter and stupider and more diseased. At some point, you should recognize, although it's hard to when you're being bombarded with neurotoxins, you should recognize that, hey, what they're recommending doesn't work, so let's do something else. It's just like with COVID-19 restrictions. In all the places where they've got the masks and they've got the lockdowns, that's where the disease is higher. They try to make it a political issue. It's not a political issue because the people that are getting tested are the people that are concerned. They're the ones wearing the masks and social distancing and not going out. So shouldn't they be the ones that are healthy? Shouldn't the people like myself, shouldn't I be sick? It just doesn't, it's all backwards. So if these recommendations for food and nutrition and protein and calories and all this stuff doesn't work, we should change it. We should do something else. We shouldn't be afraid to change it, be afraid to do something else. We shouldn't be afraid to say, look, that's not right. And it's like, you get that response. Well, you're not an expert. You're not a nutritionist. Well, listen, the experts are wrong, okay? They're not experts. They're not experts in anything except fraud, pseudoscience. But there are real experts. There are real nutritionists, real people that are so much smarter than me, it makes me want to go to bed, all right? And they say the same thing. And a lot of what I've learned, I've learned from those kinds of people that are exponentially more intelligent than I am. And I learn from them. And it's humbling. And then I try it, and it works, and it's like, why aren't other people trying this? Why aren't other people doing this? You want to live your life? Live your life. Have fun. But don't tell me, and don't think, even if it's, you know, it's quietly in your head, like, I can feel it. Don't think that, you know, you're going to live a, a, a great life and have all this fun doing whatever you want to do. And then when you get sick, you're going to blame it on someone else. You're going to blame it on your neighbor who's healthy. That is literally the point we're at now. You get sick from not taking care of yourself, and you blame it on your neighbor. The complete and absolute opposite of responsibility. So why don't you do yourself a favor, Halloween? Why don't you give yourself the treat, the treat of knowledge? and not be victim to the trick of what sounds good, the trick of that candied apple given to you by the lying, deceiving, slithering serpent of industry and bureaucrats and lobbyists. Give yourself the gift of the treat of knowledge and have fun while you do it and learn and teach other people, share it with other people. I love Halloween. And we're going to talk a lot more about Halloween this month in the next couple of weeks. If you want two free tickets to Fringe Fest 2020, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. First two emails get a pair of tickets. rdgable at yahoo.com. One more time, rdgable at yahoo.com. Two free tickets to Fringe Fest. Otherwise, use my name, R-Y-A-N. Use my name, Ryan, to get a discount on those tickets at thefringefest.com. If you use the promo code Ryan, R-Y-A-N, you'll get a discount for those tickets at thefringefest.com. Otherwise, go to our website at thesecretteachings.info. You can find my books there to purchase, soft cover, and free shipping with an autograph if you'd like. 
in the United States, free shipping. We do ship overseas. Or subscribe to the archive. You get access to all the shows after they air and the montages. www.thesecretteachings.info www.thesecretteachings.info The network website is thefringe.fm Social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings Last night's show that we had all those issues with It's for free on Facebook right now It's for free at thesecretteachings.info Stay safe, stay informed and we will talk to you on the next broadcast